My name is Zoe, the co-host of Not Superwoman. I am the granddaughter of French, English and Irish immigrants now living on Boorong land. I acknowledge that we meet on the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kula Nation, who are the traditional owners of the land in which this podcast was recorded. We pay respects to elders past and present. I recognise and respect their cultural heritage beliefs and relationships with this land. Welcome to this week's episode of Not Super Woman. Today we are joined by Tori Allen. Tori is, God, where do I start with how bloody amazing Tori is? <laughs> she, um, she's actually my colleague. And Which also my competitor in best <laughs> in my in Zoe's other best friend that she I'm like is. rival. No, no she's you know yin and yang like yeah. you and me. You bring you both bring something to the party, my party, which is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Tori, God, she's an incredible woman. She has started an events business, so her events business is called her namesake Tori Allen, mm. and they specialise in activations. Weddings, events, private parties, you name it, she does it. She's got an incredible floral department, planning, design, VM. She's a, you know, pretty insane person to deal with in a loving way. In a loving way. I love you. (laughs) But that's so funny you say that because the reason why we actually got Tori on was because not only because we wanted to chat to her about doing her own, creating her own small business out of thin air, but then also the fact that she then 10 years down the track, three kids later and, you know, she got married and had children, um, has done this huge lifestyle change where her husband got an opportunity to move to Fiji for work and Tori had to look at the realities of working, running her small, like running her now big business from... Um, overseas and so it was like really interesting because you say um, you know we joke but Tori's always been thrives in chaos quite manic in regards to like managing multitasking oh, all and, that sort of stuff and never wants to miss out on work is is incredibly passionate about work and incredibly passionate about family mm. and I think it's been pretty incredible watching from the outside her make that work and kind of make that decision to embrace such a massive change. Yes, because when we do talk about Fiji, you think resorts and you think like island life and it's really not like that. Like she's very much a part of the local village yep. and, you know, no food is of convenience. She has to make all of her own meals, like all that sort of stuff and then managing her business from overseas. But what's been fascinating is because she comes back to um, Australia for work, you, Zoe and I have witnessed from a distance this very calm Centeredness that she she sort of comes back in and you're like whoa what has changed something has shifted yeah she's she's peaceful like she's almost it's it's pretty insane I'm like okay I need to get on a plane and head to Fiji <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's it it's like sometimes those huge lifestyle changes are so overwhelming and daunting but we sort of pick her brains in regards to okay well what what realities have happened what has changed what shifted for you what shifted for your family how are you juggling the business and get to the nitty-gritty of understanding you know how she's got to this place of clarity and the one really thing that stuck with me was the fact that she said I sort of I've had the opportunity to remove all the additional stuff that's noise like you know the the multiple drop-offs the sitting in traffic the um you know the going to parties and this and that because it's just them in Fiji and she's like I've now can sort of she's got a very a very strong sense of self and I think it's also acceptance Mm. like don't um push it away embrace it and you're only going to have this experience for a short period of time Mm. make the most of it so we don't want to give much more away no no, we're we're just (laughs) giving you the full interview right now (laughs) but we're very very excited to um to welcome Tori. Welcome to this week's episode of Not Super Woman. Woo! Woo! 
Melbourne. This week we are joined by my other best mate. My competitor. <laughs> yes. Um, all the way from Fiji, Tori Allen. Hi, guys. How are we? Hi, Torza. We love you. Okay, so stop talking for a minute. So Tori started. <laughs> Tori has a Melbourne-based events company, so she specialises in Specialises in activations, weddings, private parties, huge floral component, styling, design, event management, and planning. Wow, listen. Well, you are pretty wow, and we are really thrilled that you could come and sit down with us and chat, you know, chat to us all about this amazing lifestyle and island change that you've made. Yes. I know. Well, that's bula, the fascinating. Uh, <laughs> that's the amazing thing about it. Like, if we were to backtrack a bit, and inform people who may be listening. You started out with doing visual merchandising mm-hmm. in retail yes, and yep. florals and then yep. you were doing floral arrangements from home for mm-hmm, events mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you just went in like you not just went into, you went a lot of hard work into starting your own business which is Tori Allen and yes. it's now a creative studio where you're doing like huge national events as well as small mm. time. I mean this is massive. And then, <laughs> like, you've now got, like, a, you know... A huge going staff, an office of 15 and, you know, this incredible space that you guys work out of in Hawthorne. When you guys put it like this, I'm pretty, like... Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty bloody, proud. <laughs> pretty bloody pretty proud. proud. And considering I went to school with... Well, I met Tori at uni. Uni, yes. We studied the same course. She um, mm-hmm. went in a very different... Skyrocketing direction. Oh to my me. god! No, stop. No, from no, when you used to. Incredible. I met Tori, and she's like, "Do you want to lift time? That'll be twenty dollars." Used to drive me. Home. I know. Was I like a? We yeah, used to chain smoke our ciggies oh out the car god. window. Yeah, god. Did you have a, what what type of car was that? And a boost. Yeah, Hyundai XL. Yeah. P A C. Good times. That's what we used to call it. Um, come a long way. And then now all of a sudden we fast forward to this point and what's so bizarre is knowing you for this long, I mean, I've known Tori through Zoe. As long as I've known Zoe, yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and like you have gone skyrocket trajectory and then why we got you on today and what we're fascinated to talk to you about is then you went and did this very bold, <laughs> um, adventurous family decision yeah. of deciding to, well, I guess we'll run through all of it, mm. but um, deciding to move to Fiji with mm-hmm. your family mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and follow a lead that your husband had yeah, in his yeah. work. Yep. So it was like that to me is like fascinating. Mm. I mean, we've all kind of at this tipping point of our lives where you make sort of decisions and sometimes you get too nervous or scared or think that it could all be too hard or all the what ifs. Mm. And But you're actually living a really bold decision and we are just want to regroup on what your reflections are and how you got there and what it has meant to you as a person, a business mm. owner mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and then as a family, like to your family as yep. well. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for the intro, guys. That's really <laughs> quite a nice, nice moment listening. <laughs> so when you took a leap of faith from working as a visual merchandiser in retail and doing florals independently, mm-hmm. did you have an idea of the future of the business that you wanted to have? No, not really. No, not at all. And even if you said to me now, like, what's the future? What's the next five years or so? I'm like, oh, I've got to get to that and figure out what that looks like. Um I think that I've always been someone that does live a bit in the moment and I think that for me uh, with this journey that has worked really well, that I'm quite comfortable with living in the moment and not being too pre-planned and just trusting my instinct. Mm. So I think that um, I enjoyed uh, being creative, I enjoyed doing florals and I somehow subconsciously knew that where I was working wasn't going to be forever um, and so I just put it out into the atmosphere I guess in a way that I was a stylist and I could do these events or create florals for people. Um, I used the shop that I was working at as a bit of a, a springboard to communicate that I was able to help in that sense and I felt useful and I think I've always enjoyed pleasing people mm. and so when I felt like this was something that I was at or okay at and then it made people happy it was just like a natural addiction to doing that so yeah I think that um, being the visual merchandiser 
and working at that shop was like a perfect way for me to kind of springboard springboard and go and do what I wanted to do plus I was also at the age or it was probably a bit short of I was was a bit early but there were some people within the shop who were daughter was getting married and another one of the girls that was working there was getting married and they they also trusted me to do the florals which was so hilarious when I look back at how I executed it but um, <laughs> at the time I was like yes from the I living room do. floor <laughs> from, the li- from the alleyway floor for one of them like literally in my barina at the time arriving probably half an hour before the guests arrived to do the flowers because I had no concept of a bump in and then madly installing which was not installing like setting up and guests were actually arriving um, and lucky this girl was so relaxed, could not care. Like she'd gotten married at the um, the what's the registry uh, registry, and like so you know, and um, she just was so chill. But I remember giving this venue, and I forget the name of it, but my business cards after, um, which was like Tory <laughs> stylist. That was and you know events. I can't remember what the thing was, um, and wondering why I never got a call to do it. <laughs> and I now look back ten years later and go, mm, "That's why," because they were just like, "Who is this chick? <laughs> what is she?" Clearly, doing? it was successful. Just though, honestly, yeah, just snowballed. From so, there. would you say that was your first events job? <laughs> yeah, I guess it kind of was. Yes. The wedding, yeah. Yeah, well, that's kind of, you know, that I guess changed your trajectory from... Well, I just didn't even think about it. I just knew I enjoyed it. So when someone asked me to do their wedding or help with these flowers, it was just... I was a yes person, Mm. always. Still am very much so, but have more boundaries now. But back then, I said yes to everything. Any opportunity was an opportunity. I love that. But I also see it as um, you say yes person and I can understand the the, the reasoning, but I also see it as a can-do. But I'm also – I'm not like – I don't think a yes person – I don't – I like that I'm a yes person. Yes, yeah. Some yep. people like frame it up that it's a little bit like to your detriment or, you know, people are like, you know, like it's got to say no to things. But I actually really love that I will say yes because I really like doing things and hanging out with different people or going to different events or being part of different projects. And so I, I'm actually really proud to be a yes person. So well, yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Thing. I think it comes down to nature too, though, where you, um, where you, whereas I'm saying yes to things and then internally going no. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. very, that's very like different. Yeah, Fiji's actually given me an ability. Like I last Friday, just a sidestep, but last Friday there was two girls going to a Halloween event in Suva, which is an hour away from where we live, and it would have been really fun. And honestly, if I was in Melbourne, I would have gone to that. Um, but I was like, oh, no, like I'm coming back to Melbourne on Monday. I need to be with my kids this weekend. I don't want to be sort of feeling a little, like, headachy on Saturday morning. Can't be bothered with an hour commute in, an hour commute back. I don't want to dress up. There's so many no's here, so I'm not going to go. And I wasn't apologetic. I was just like, oh, no, I can't, I can't go. And I didn't live in, like, a feeling of... FOMO or any of that I just really was quite content with my decision I didn't even think about it I just said no yeah which is great Um, that's that's so I know we've got it so it's a sidestep to no but a bonus of Fiji but yeah but that it's not I it's also um telling of your personality and nature I think there's something to be said about yes and that you are a can do you go out and someone says for example visual merchandising and then you they say can you do my daughter's wedding first and you're like yes I can that's a can do Mm. nature and I think that you also have a sense of self where you can understand what your boundaries are I didn't probably back then but I've developed that yeah and I think that's through being a mother and just growing older and experience and life and all of the other things um, but back then I didn't and so it was chaotic mm. and I think if you witnessed what was happening and from the outside you were like, holy girl, that girl's going to fall over because she is doing way too much. Do you think working in the events industry gives you this like fast-paced life? Oh, it's exhilarating. Life? Like I tomorrow am on – tomorrow and Thursday, like I'm in Australia for the week and I'm working on site and also in the workroom tomorrow, I'm pumped. Because it's been years, like in a way I've been kind of more, I guess, in the higher level business 
operations and management, etc. So I haven't been getting dirty in the workroom and like stripping a rose and filling your bars up with water, which I, I know sounds feeling. all a bit no, like whatever. Good. But like, you know, I'm to be with the team, I'm pumped about. So back then, um, the adrenaline and the high you'd get after you executed an event is awesome. And the recognition and then even all the challenges whilst, you know, there was tears sometimes because <laughs> you really like stuff something up and it's so personal, you know, you really want to do well. Um, even that, that adversity or that challenge that I faced is I look back and it's all just part of the building and strengthening yourself and, you know, making your business better and bigger and all of that. So, yeah, I see it as a whole, like I'm I'm a adrenaline junkie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I, but with that being said, I think about what you're saying and tie that back to that you started doing these leaps of faith at a time where you were an individual mm. and that you probably had the effort and energy because you yeah. were an individual. At yeah. what point did you start getting married and having kids within the business? Yeah, well, um, I should probably know the year I got married and I don't. I think it's 2013. So maybe my business was about three years old. No, my God, it wasn't 2013. Maybe 2016. I'm looking at Zoe. Tell me. <laughs> I didn't have the twins. They were born in 2015. Oh, did I? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let's, let's like not go there. I should know my wedding anniversary year. Hi, Dave. I love you. Um, uh, I remember that day fondly. Special. Um, no, but the point is I was, I was a few years in. So I had started the business and was – I think I was dating Dave. Um, he definitely came along for the journey. Like at one point he sat on the accounting meetings, which is hilarious. Alarming. If you know Dave. Um, and he was just so supportive and he was in bump-ins and bump-outs and quite often like – he would sleep next to buckets of roses in our St Kilda apartment and have random, well, not random, but freelance forests there watching Dr Phil during the day, <laughs> stripping roses while he was kind of walking in his jocks to have a shower. Like it was just quite a hilarious time when you think about it. So Dave has really witnessed the whole evolution of the business and definitely been very much involved and was a big supporter early days. Um, and I'm sure it's caused him a lot of... <laughs> stress and a lot of just like if I could pick my journey <laughs> would I pick this path yes. um probably not but uh now he's not I mean he's supportive but it's very much an independent part of our relationship he's not involved he's got his own his own life <laughs> but I just imagine like see that is I mean that's so exciting and fun and like adrenaline rush and that that you guys like dating in the early marriage as a couple got to like experience what it is to build something together mm. um but I can imagine it to be like super full-on really fast-paced and as you said you know moments of you know yeah ups and downs mm. so then when you were having kids what was the like what was the shift or change? Was it always the same pace? Was it always like busy? Because I can't – events don't really stop and the yeah, expectations – Yeah, I was still in the, the real grind of being part of designing and executing an event mm. um, and the business growth, you know, growing a team, how do you onboard people, how do you bring in processes and whatever it might be. Um how did it go from being? Well, yeah. Did it, it would, was the pace stay the same, and was it the same um, like intensity even when you had kids? And then I guess going to more to the point of like, at how, how was the balance between family life and and trying to run an events business? I think earlier on, like when I had Fred, my first, who's now seven, um, there was probably not a huge difference mm. in the sense of the business was still in its infancy stages and it was still very much my baby and chaotic. And so having a baby just added to the chaos um, and then I was navigating trying to be a mum, which there's no handbook for, but you don't know any other way. So he just sort of came along for the ride in a way. Like mm-hmm. I would be having – I had a small team there, maybe maybe about four people, and I would be breastfeeding 
in the meeting, they would all come for a weekly meeting at my apartment, which is kind of just kind of quite funny. <laughs> and then, like, often I would be, like, breast pumping with the, the medella, like, <laughs> um, at the desk in the office, like this tiny office. And I think, gosh, that's odd. Like, you'd probably get, like, HR would know about that if that happened these days. Like, it's not a good thing. Um, or maybe it is. Maybe it's not bad, actually. Like, yes. Actually, well, should be, should be normal. I don't know. We're reshaping but that landscape looking looking back um and I probably lived in more of a world of guilt a little bit about wondering whether I was going to miss out on being there with Fred early days Mm. or who yeah yeah Mm. yes it was probably more of a I didn't know really what I was well, because you just keep it's one it, it's one foot in front of the other, and it's accepting the next event, and then also just trying to juggle and fit everything else in too. And I can imagine the family and Fred and are absolute priority, but you're doing it for the greater good of them. But we're too. still really young, don't, yes. don't you think? Like when you first became a mum, like all those years ago, it's sort of like you don't even really know what you're doing. So no. every day is just like getting through it. Yeah. Um, and of course, you're living in the moment with with your children or your child, but um, but both like the, the probably the hardest thing was was what was the priority because Fred needed me or my baby needed me, but the business needed me too, and that was like my first baby in a way in a non. So it's like I think my like now that I'm thinking about it, the probably the hardest thing was to go what comes first right now in this moment. Yes, sometimes. Yes, and obviously instinctively the baby does, of course. <laughs> Absolutely, well, of course. Yeah. But you've got an event. You've got to triage it. So I've got to yeah. work out who's looking after. Whatever. And I think so, people don't understand if you've never worked in a business where just say you're doing someone's business. I mean, not someone's business, someone's wedding. Yeah. And that is everything to someone. It's, and you've worked yeah. sometimes two years out from and you that. You build a relationship. It's so oh, personal. yes, it is. And yeah. it's. Such and we an were a part of some pretty amazing events. Yes, and you're a part of their um, family. Like it's yeah, an incredibly intimate service yeah, you're offering I these really people. Did and at the time as well, we were we were doing a lot of friends events, which is which is um, great. It was amazing, um, but then that comes with a different pressure. set of pressure. It's you're very exposed. Mm. Every day throws a different challenge. It did. <laughs> So in saying that, do you think, you know, obviously because Dave has been such a phenomenal support, was that kind of a part of why you wanted to go to Fiji or why you thought, let's do this? Uh, yeah, that definitely played a massive part. Like I think that because well, when I left to go to Fiji, business is nine years old and now I've had three kids um, and Dave had this opportunity and definitely it was like, you know what, like this is – your time in a way that's how I framed it up and really believed that and thought of that um but when I and 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 I believe that like Dave's um you know doing a great job over there I never thought that we shouldn't go that's what's quite interesting so I was like like when the opportunity arose it was just like well that's just what we're going to be doing now but can I so I didn't do it as like a no, finish. Well, like no, I think finish. I thought that, and now upon reflection, I look back and I think I just think it was just what we were meant to be doing. So, can I ask if we were to backtrack slightly in sense. regards to then how did it even come about? Were you and Dave reflecting upon your lives in Melbourne, going, "We want to do something different"? Well, I guess in a way, if I tap into who we are, we're both sem- like we enjoy adventure. We always like to travel. Back in the day, backpacking and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that. Um, and then I think earlier in the year we'd sort of put it out there that we would be really open for a, a, a change. Um, and so then his work, it was just – it just all aligned. And then his work said, look, we've got this project in the Pacific. And he's like, yep. And then we went over and did a quick site recce. I was 26 weeks pregnant or whatever it was. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is real. We're moving here. And that was that. And we went. And – yeah, I, I I definitely knew I didn't want to say no for Dave. Like that, I was like, no, this is something really good for him, and he wants this. But as a family unit, we were like, this is exciting, and we were excited about the idea of 
having a sea change or a, an island, island change, change. <laughs> having an island change. So uh, I'm looking at you. Yeah, with no, you're looking no, at me. No, because like, only because I was thinking? just recalling when I rang you, and I'm like, "Where are you?" You're like, "Oh, I'm just um, I'm just in Fiji," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Aren't you just in Hawthorne? Or aren't you in Elwood? And you're like, no, no, I've just done a quick visit to Fiji. I'm like, we literally got rung on the Wednesday. We were right. Dave got the call on the way to his dad's seventieth birthday on the Tuesday night, and then by the Thursday morning, we were on the flight to Fiji. Just all a bit quick for me. But that's like, the way I like to roll. I'm like, I just want to know whether we're doing this. Like, let's um, just go. Plus, I was really heavily pregnant, so I couldn't wait. Yeah, that's why I thought the whole thing was a bit bizarre. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah. No. And then you're sending me video footage because when you think of Fiji, you automatically think of resorts, resorts. stunning resorts, pristine yeah. water. Tori sent me these videos. I'm like, where's the water? Where's the resort? <laughs> of like downtown. None Suba. of that. Because nope. <laughs> you are quite living in so, a rural. So we live, we live like uh, sort of midway along the south coast, on the coral coast. So it's, an, it's like three hours from Nandy. So where most people fly in to go out to the resorts, we're three hours two and a half, three hours from there along the coast. And yeah. would you so say that's quite remote? It is. Uh, it's not like remote isn't quite the fully the right word, but it is, yes. We live in a small town. Small town. So you went on over there and you were looking, you made the decision between you and Dave, this is what we're going to do, we're going doing a family adventure. Yeah. How do you then imagine running uh, your business, business that you yeah. started. I mean, that was definitely a huge hurdle. I think that timing was everything. Like at the end of the day, I was pregnant with my third. We were – the reality of managing three children was going to be intense with running a business anyway. So there was already – whether we were in F- Fiji or Melbourne, it was always going to be an intense time. Mm-hmm. Um, the I was going to have to have maternity – oh, well, I wanted to have maternity leave – so I already knew I was probably three to six months somewhat stepping back. Mm. So I was like, this is perfect because I'll be in Fiji. And so regardless, I'll, I'll, I'll be doing maternity leave anyhow. Um, and then I guess like, the, like, you know, don't want to tap back to COVID too much, but like if we hadn't have had COVID, then Zoom wouldn't have necessarily been a part of our life. And to me, I just felt like I can run all the meetings from Zoom um yeah so like for me I just was like that's how it can happen but it's funny you say that because I also think about that um again you know we've we've all sort of in our minds put that lockdown period to bed but it did cancel events it was incredibly challenging Mm, mm. for you and your business but I do know that from talking to you and like with Zoe in times past it also afforded you the chance to have you, otherwise, you would have been at events, and mm. you had time with um, Dave and the kids that you didn't normally have in your life prior, prior to COVID. To that, yeah, yeah. Did that yeah. then? Did is that what encouraged reflections on like let's put the feelers out to try something different and do an island change um, or a yeah, perhaps, perhaps. But I don't really know if I can. I don't know if there was pinpoint. much discussion as of yeah. that, but we certainly, I mean, COVID was incredibly challenging. It was for everyone. Um, I think for me, from a business perspective, COVID was the perfect, por- like, not perfect, hang on, let's not use that word. It was absolutely disaster. <laughs> but um, it was a, an opportunity to pause the business, really implement a whole lot of processes and work through what we needed and what we needed to roll out and all of that. And so... I actually, for the first time ever, got to work on the business rather than in it and I really enjoyed that and I really liked the strategic side of that operations and just being more of that um, person pioneering the next steps for the business to really kind of get us and keep us going through. So I knew, I think, that I enjoyed that and I was I was good at that. And so for me, I was like, well, that's what I'll do in Fiji and that, to me it further... Um, it further develops and grows and strengthens the business, me not being in it all the time. Um, and then, but yeah. what about the perspective of, of, of family? Like, as Oh, the family side, yeah. I think of. that I don't think I could really quantify that before versus how I feel now about it. Mm. So having gone through it now for nearly 12 months, so what I've, I've, I moved last December, and the last six months, the power of us being able to be a family... Um, 
with less commitments uh, has, is is now really showing. Mm. So we've, I feel really lucky that I'm able to have that experience and I think that if we were in Melbourne, um, like many people do, having multiple drop-offs in the morning and getting to an office by a certain time and then all the demands that come with that and then family and then friends and birthday parties and extracurricular activities and all of that stuff, which is so incredible that we have access to all of that and ambition and motivation to have that life here in Melbourne, and I love it, but it's quite a nice respite from that over in Fiji, so I'm really leaning into that um, and enjoying that that's my reality right now. But it's not a bad thing if it wasn't my reality, it's just... I'm seeing that it's quite good for my headspace because mm. I've got far more clarity and I'm far more present and clearer on who I am and my business and my family and I'm just not as G'd up anymore. Mm. A bit more like... I need to come over I'm there. I'm a bit more islandy. <laughs> bullet, <laughs> bullet time. Fiji time. Fiji time. <laughs> but, I, I mean, it's taken – It's it's been like a process to it's get been to that. a journey. Yes, because yeah, yeah. I do remember – concerned Speaking days. to Zoe. <laughs> I was concerned. <laughs> it was um, – yeah. I think I remember speaking to one – and I definitely – I spoke to Zoe a lot and I think she was probably highly concerned and even – and, like, my parents have been – like, everyone, I'm sure, like, there was – it was pretty hectic. Um, but I do remember speaking to G, one of my girlfriends who lives in Dubai, and she's like – and I was in this, like – supermarket car park it was very early days and I'm just like looking at what I'm looking at going my god and she goes it'll be about 12 months and I was just like oh my god 12 months of feeling like you're not this isn't your place yeah feeling out of Um, fish out of water but I can happily say it only took about six for half (laughs) of that (laughs) um and I think to be honest it was kind of a collide of many things I I went over with an eight-week-old baby I've got two other children that are at 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 ages that are demanding I mean when do they not become demanding I'm sure they're just demanding forever but um you know three and six seven six at the time Actually, Primrose was two. Well, three. She turned it in January. Anyway, so I had three kids at pretty demanding age, but in particular an eight-week-old. He happened to be our worst sleeper. So we had we were sleep-deprived, living in a, in, in a different culture, having to adjust to all the different new foods and where to get things from, living an hour away from a city, which if you can call – well, yeah, serve as a city um, – but, yeah, and no friends or family and, like, we have a very established – both of us are very lucky with two great families and then obviously we have all of our wonderful friends. So, yeah, it was pretty um, it was pretty overwhelming and I really was concerned that I was not enjoying it and there was a point where I remember, like, quite often saying to myself – come on, like, you're strong. Like, I remember telling, like, you're stronger than this. Like, I remember feeling like, oh, my God, I'm I'm not strong to deal with this. Like, this is breaking me. And Dave was just like, oh, shit, like, this isn't great for the family. Like, oh, God. Um, and then I came back here on a trip and I probably, I was, like, really emotional and, like, whatever. It was just all a bit much. But then I decided, I was like, you know what, if I don't embrace this I'm going to miss out and I'm going to look back and I'm going to regret it I need to change my mindset and I need to um, decide to see what this will do for us and start to enjoy it and so when I just made that decision the power of the mind just I all of a sudden was like I started to see all the benefits mm. um I also listened to Chow Bella by Kate Lambrook on the oh, audio book. And I told she, that to this. actually gave me this bizarre, like, oh, my God, like, yeah, no, I can enjoy this. And then Stanley Tucci. I love him so taste. much. So yeah. there were, like, a couple of things that also made I was like, has Stanley done a Fiji sex. food episode? <laughs> no, no Fiji. But he just, like, he just made me, like, he, he was kind of my company for a while. Like, it sounds really sad. No, it doesn't. No. I think. But in audiobooks were my company for a, a – Lila, I just sort of, like, 
moved through it a bit. And you also <laughs> listened to our identity episode with oh Dr. God, Emily Musgrove. Oh, my God, I did, and I loved that. <laughs> and I texted you going, OMG, that's how I feel. <laughs> just, um, I rem- just remember the, when I got that text, I was like, yay, win. Yeah. That, was, that was nice. Yeah, but I think good. mind over matter, it is. It's, it's not for everyone, and I'm surprised in a way that I really could switch it. But I, I genuinely, like, like that's genuinely what I did. I was like... I just need to switch this because this is but not working going to for be me. worse if I can't and I, yeah I do you know I I literally visualize it as a um I don't know how to drive a manual car but um a gear shift <laughs> like that going in I don't know what the top gear is <laughs> going down to going down to the bottom events is literally as like oh my life was on. so involved like there was a lot going on and then all of a sudden now I'm basically in a compound <laughs> <laughs> I don't leave I'm not in a compound but I just just do the school commute which is 3 minutes away and then I go to Rajiv's the local petrol station for maybe some fresh bread and some coffee beans and that's about it and then I work <laughs> no I, it's just but it's no but, but like not like I've got it's yeah. just simple pleasures and I think it's simplifying your life what yeah. makes you happy what makes your children happy mm. yeah and going back to basics like yeah. You know, yeah. and I think you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. You know yes, that saying. Yes, so and I often to see the think kids of that. Really, and like because I think Fred in particular, um, the eldest, he he was really uh, sent to like childcare is amazing. Like not saying anything, but like oh, as I was struggled probably early on with the business of it being like, what's the priority here? There were certain layers of like Fred that I think, oh, maybe I like you know. Did I picked something before getting him picking him up early? I don't know. I don't know. You just beat yourself up a little bit. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But I'm no, but that guilt is always the there, no matter what there. you do. Whereas Primrose, we were COVID, so we were at home, and then Monty, we've been in Fiji. So I think we've really built Freddie's confidence up by just being there and being stable and being in a really good routine. So you know, which is incredible. Mm. Like that's, that's great. Very, that's a huge maybe. benefit. I mean, yeah, and it's just so like when you can see kids just embracing it, and you think you, we've just shifted your whole life, like, and without rationalising it, like Dave and I can discuss and express how how we feel, or get angry, or cry, and like be able to communicate like this and that, and we know what we're leaving behind. We're prepared. We a part of it we know when we're going back all of those things whereas the kids if they can stand up every day and go to a new school with a hundred new students when you're there's three western kids in fred's class if he can do it i can do it Mm, like come Mm. on but also that's good (laughs) yeah i i mean i what you were just saying before about the reflections on how it shifted your family has it shifted your focus as a whole like if you were to think about your call it a past life to your current life, has it shifted your focus on how you want to move forward, what you guys want, what you want as an individual Mm. and then what you want as a family and then what you want for your business? Um, Yes, I think that, you know, we still have similar ambitions that we've, like, was our objective for going over in a way, but I think we've added to our objectives since being there, realising what, we are going to get out of it as a family. But, like, the core reason for us going, which was, you know, all those things are still there. Um, And I think from a business perspective, it's ever-evolving. It's not easy. Like, like I miss being with the team and I miss being – like, we talked about adrenaline and being there. Like, even just being in an office where you're collaborating and you're seeing your team be successful or you are part of the buzz of – something or you're able to like if there's something bad that's happening or someone's complained about something you're able to really kind of just get it on the nail right then and there um I miss being in my office but and and they miss kind of having me around I was about to say do they miss you random (laughs) and you know whatever but um I still think I'm doing a good job and I still think that the business is growing and it's changing and it's to me, I just really want to own the journey and at the end of the day, this is it can't own me and our life. It, it's a part of who I am and it always – it is a big part of my identity but it ultimately 
um, this is just what we're doing now, so it has to come along with me because for many years I went along with it and it's probably in the end I love that but I need it, that it wasn't it couldn't I couldn't make that decision for four other people being the three kids and Dave any longer I needed to allow us as a group to have our journey yeah that's that is think. so good. But that's without, without <laughs> makes me emotional. I, know, I, was like, yeah. <laughs> I think that I really, I, I mean that very genuinely. That's how I feel. And I actually think like I appreciate everything way more because I've been out of stop and do that. Oh God! Now I can. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I know. No, but now I'm just laughing here. Oh my God! So sorry. Wasn't <laughs> that good? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Zoe always says to me, "You make everybody cry." Oh, and I'm like, oh no. here we are again. But, crying. but like, We're just sure. on a personal note, like the business was um, a personal builder for me because, mm. like, like I've I've had a great upbringing in life, and I've had you know, been to a good school and, like, all the – like, I tick all of the boxes of a wonderful thing. But, like, um, you know, I, I suppose this is one of the, f- like, first things that I really felt that I was good at in a way and the recognition from others when they would say, we really enjoyed that or that was a good – or that looked great. I really needed that for my own – self sense of self and yeah. and your self-development and your confidence but mm. it sounds like it still has its place and it, it still, is still has its place integral yeah. but it also yeah. sounds like it's it's been um a part of building your confidence to a point where you don't feel like um you need the affirmations of of, of it as much as you did back then. Uh, correct. But that wasn't necessarily clear before going. So I've just realised that probably in the last like two to three months that I'm like, no, I'm actually ready to be proud of this business and be in front of it and say, I have, I'm a, I want to be a brand ambassador, like a good brand ambassador for my business and everything that we've created. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and I don't know whether I would have got there in Melbourne because my head wasn't clear enough because there was so many well, it was so things. moving parts. Whereas yep. now I'm able to go, no, I'm actually really proud of the business, the people within it, the clients we have, the journey we've had. Um, and I can do this. Like there has been many times and like we all experience in life where you're like, I don't know whether I'm good enough or if I can do that or I've got the ability. To me, I'm just like, I, I can run a business overseas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why the, Why can't I? What, you can why? and why? you are. What, what is, and like especially with the, you know, double-edged sword that is technology um, that – that's amazing that I can sit on a Zoom call and there's nothing better than being – I mean, I – my business is all about, like, moments with people, events, you know, the, the atmospherics, that being um, celebrating something. So there's nothing better than being physically with somebody. But a Zoom call is is still getting the same result mm. without the – not all, you know – Anyway, yes. that's why I'm very lucky that um, I can come back and fly. And you back also and have forth. a really I've, fabulous team. I've already team. been back twice or three times even. We came once with the family and twice independently and then I have a great week on the ground and then I head back. Mm. And that's even hard. Like I'm leaving my three babies in Fiji in another country. That That honestly entertains my mind for a couple of weeks before. There's a lot of planning for me to be able to come over and do this. But again, I like very much believe that I can do it and it's good for me to have that break actually from the three kids. <laughs> and Dev. <laughs> um, even though I've really set them up for success with like a 14-page handover and, you know, every meal cooked and there's a nanny and mm. uh, someone there helping clean. So, But it's all there. But um, I kind of love that I can come back and do this and then I go back and then, yeah. So that being said, um, like we we talked about the gear shift before, Mm. how do you – because I can only imagine Fiji time is a totally different life, lifestyle as we discussed. Mm. It's much Mm. slower, quieter, simpler. Yeah, it's simpler. Like it's – my life isn't slower necessarily. Yes. Um, Like I – 
um, I my days are really full and fast paced and like I think there is still now this there's a group there's pe- girls over there that uh, people that I've met over there that look at me and go how do you do all that there's still that kind of like thing um, it's a part of your nature I think as but, well yeah like I'm gonna busy myself and do this and that um, now it's like filled with different things like every meal has to be cooked from scratch because there's no convenience it's like Uber Eats or delivery of supermarket and all of that stuff and um I've really just had to step up and do that and it's become part of my new muscle memory and my new normal to have to do that it's simpler yeah so um and I'm, I think I was saying it before but it's not a good or a bad thing so like I'm very try to be a bit mindful of not to say like my life is so much better now I don't have all of that mm. it's different and it's um it's definitely for us working for us. So, but yeah, like all that ex- extracurricular things, the birthday parties, the running around in the traffic, um, you know, I don't have to do multiple drop-offs and commute to an office. Um, the weekends are ours. But so we are able to invest more time in the kids, which therefore fills our cups up. Um, I mean, there's all the normal chaos, like kids have been, you know, naughty or can I say jerks I want to say (laughs) asshole (laughs) (laughs) like you know and it's like oh god you know have I made a right decision or I've done this like there's all that normal parenting stuff still exists no matter where you are in the world um but we definitely have more time and also we're able to play into our like uh adventurous like uh, this all sounds a bit like oh my god what a a dream no I'm really enjoying it yeah like you know on the weekend we go to a waterfall like that's pretty freaking cool like Mm. Freddie's jumping off a rock from their primroses like dancing around in the the fresh water um you know we went out to an island the other day just on a boat like it all sounds really nice but there's still Instagram versus reality right so behind the scenes for us to go on that boat there's like Two hours of power, everyone kind of yelling at each other, no one's getting dressed, like, <laughs> and then you take the photo in the beautiful blue water and it's like, you're living the dream and it's like, yes, but to get to that dream, it just Was, yeah, took there, the normal There's still stuff. realities that play. So, we, so for anyone yeah. thinking about doing this, because I think, you know, it is a lot of people's dream to just pack up and do a lifestyle change and, mm. and jump into something like this, would you recommend it? Yes. Like but, I feel but, like you've obviously but, recommended. But I also, but like the thing is as well is I don't want it to look like I'm not missing because I I since I we we miss you know our children aren't with their grandparents all the time. Yes, you know they're not with family friends. Like we have had we have such a close network of friends and like you see on Instagram like everyone doing the Halloweening together or um at a birthday party in the park or catching up and doing this and you think oh you know like I'm where we're taking the kids and us away from those memories. Um, so you have to be prepared to understand that, that you'll miss that out on that but have the kind of, I guess, clarity to say, well, it's we're gonna okay. Gain. Because we st- when we come back to Melbourne, we make a really concerted effort to see the people we love and, and, and we miss out on not seeing everyone every time. So we still love those people we haven't seen this trip. <laughs> love you all. Um, but, yeah, so you are going to miss out on things. Um, I think that's the thing, isn't it, I'm taking from it. I think it's okay. Is you're not going to have your cake and eat it too. No. And And I, I've, I know that I've been mulling over lifestyle changes myself and I've been trying to find the perfect solution and how it ticks every box and how you can still do, mm. you know, this and that and still have time for that and there is no, there's I none. I think, yeah, I you, think for us we didn't sort of – whilst we might have manifested it like in the sense of like saying early on in the year we were happy I mean we were going to potentially do something else like we we didn't know the opportunity arose and I was like yep let's do it Dave was like yep let's do it and so it happened whereas maybe if I was like thinking about wanting to make a change for myself it would be a harder decision like it was in front of us so we were crazy not to do it yeah um but if you're like on a journey of deciding whether or not you should do it that's a different thing. Yeah. I just think that, like, at the end of the day, like, resilience, children are so resilient and home is where the heart is, really. And, like, if you're with them and giving them 
this incredible experience and your time and you're making a family decision and everyone's across it, it can only be a good thing. Yeah. Um, and if it's not, you just come home or you, you know, come Re- back. Recalibrate as a family. And it could be the best thing. And it's not permanent. And isn't life just for living? Like if you live for 100 years, like who's decided the blocks that we need to follow? It's kind of a weird thought to think it that is. someone just thinks that we were only ever meant to live in where we were born. Yes. Kind of. Like, why not? Oh, I'm with and you. And that's why um, Kate Langbrook's Ciao Bella. <laughs> yes. It's good. You should listen to that. Yes, we actually have. Oh, I have. And we've been, Kate, you're coming on. We've, we're we're oh, going, hi, angling Kate. for it. Yeah. Oh so Kate actually doesn't know that she's coming on. Yet. <laughs> no, well, she sort of, she, she said yes, Disclaimer. but not, not quite she's yet. She's in St Kilda. Um, but yeah, but yeah. And I just think as well, like the late, like the kids, like Freddie recently. Um, did this tre- – like, because the other thing is, is Dave and I do often find ourselves having conversations of, like – and it was more at the start, less now, but, like, oh, you know, like, he's not learning how to kick the footy at Auskick or he's not, um, you know – and Primrose isn't doing ballet and whatever. Like, we have all those sort of normal things where you're just like, oh, are we doing this right? Because it's quite a lot of responsibility raising kids, as we mm. all know. Um, and Monty, I'm not close to a hospital. Like, if something happens and is he meeting his milestones? Like, all <laughs> stuff that you start to freaking spiral about. Um, but then I think, well, hang on. Like, a month ago, Fred did a trek <laughs> three hours into remote Fiji Barefoot, mind you, which yeah, is a total that. choice, not, not a cultural thing. He just literally just will not wear shoes a lot of the time. Um, to deliver books to a remote village for their library. And I was like, holy heck, that's like an amazing experience. Like he totally. will remember that. He's learning so many other and then, things. you know, Primrose's like at kinder and got little Fijian friends that are just so like, I don't know, they're learning like – yeah, and they're, Monty they're knows Fiji. You're like Lakamai, and he is starts he coming to you. Oh my bilingual. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not speaking yet, but I think he understands it because yeah. And and also the other thing is the people are beautiful, and we have been very lucky to um, have a couple of people come into our life there that have uh, given our family a big cuddle while we're there. In the sense of like we. Um, Support. Don't feel lonely now. Mm. Whereas at the start we were kind of very out on our own. Whereas now we have Lena, who's our nanny, but she's kind of like their Fijian grandma, um, and and it's just like we feel like we've got our, our yeah, like you've got love and support there. Mm. Yeah. So but we do miss. I do want to say we do miss our friends and our family. Of course, and we're grateful for our Thank life you. here in Melbourne. <laughs> but it's a nice, it's a nice sabbatical. Sabbatical <laughs> in these in these um, trying years. <laughs> so then, again, gear shifting. Mm. Your how and what's the intention of? You call it a sabbatical and it's an island change, mm. with the intention of obviously you've got a business here. Um, and Dave's company is based in Australia. Yes. Yep. So um, what is the intention of – do you gear sh- come back to exactly how it was before or is your life reimagined it's when so you come weird. back? I don't know. I don't think you can reimagine it because I think you can have a different we're – we're living this experience but then it's so different to there. But then you, I think as soon as you come back to here, it's going to be the same current. But I think we've – probably changed a little bit like our kind of inner like I think I'm I don't know but I think I'm a little bit more relaxed do you think that yeah I, yeah, feel I that. totally yeah. feel that. like I and so I wonder I wonder if that's a permanent change or I'm not sure because I can still be quite psycho like I, I genuinely can still be yeah like, no quite, <laughs> like Dave will just be like <laughs> but I've thought um, about a plan for you when you come back and I'm looking at some properties around the corner. <laughs> but I think that there's like a, a, a been some respite to clear my head, which needed to happen. And so maybe we'll have that. But like when I think about when I come back, like other changes. So you've got that element, like on a spiritual level, like kind of changing and relaxing and just being a little bit more clearer headed. But then you've got the other influences of like how lucky are we, right? And I'm not – Fiji is not 
everyone is fed, everyone is clothed, the people are beautiful. There's a real sense of community. Of like, I for the first time ever understood it takes a village because that is what a village is. It's like no one is ever cast astray. You're, the ambitions of local people are different to ours and that's okay. It's actually really beautiful. You know, Lena, our nanny, comes from a village where they've been working. They've had the same water tank for 30 years that has two lots of two hours for running water. And at the moment, the whole village is... Um, the whole village's priority is getting upgrading their tank so they can have running water for double the amount of time. That's their priority right now. And for me, I go, well, um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> My children never have to worry about turning the tap on and whether it's within the windows of times allocated to the village. Um, so how lucky are we? But I've actually able to turn it around and go... How lucky are they that they don't have all the other chaos of worrying about buying a house or what, whatever, Society all the things that we... Us. So we've, we've both... Fiji has taught us a lot and me personally a lot, but I've also taught them things. Like, you know, they're learning from us as they watch me cook Scream. tuna mornay <laughs> and they're like, what is that? Dried white stuff. I'm like, pasta. <laughs> Do you not know what pasta is? So we're, 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 it's a give and take relationship. But what I'm trying to say is, so I have all of that life, but then I come back here and I'm out for dinner three nights a week and da-da-da-da-da. So you quite quickly fall back into mm. your life here. and But I think I appreciate it more, that how lucky are we to actually have all of this, mm. you know? But it's not... Because they're missing out. It's more that this is just our society and we're rel- it's relative to our life here. But I don't look and think that they don't have that. Totally. And that I they would be wanting that. Yes. I don't know, did I just yes. take you on some weird loop? No, no. I don't no, know no, if no, I got anywhere sense. with that. Yes, no. Well, it, it, like what I take from it is exactly that, that your your learnings from this sabbatical is that you it is the sabbatical <laughs> that's the new name for, for the the sabbatical the it's island sabbatical that's actually what we're calling it. the s i um, the way you say it just makes me laugh um no but is that you it's what your the, the impacts that it's had on you has been profound and relative to the environment that you're in mm. Isn't and it interesting? The environment is, yeah. So yes, you should go because if you change your environment, you'll yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's sort of yeah. It's outside noise, isn't it? Sabbatical, it's, and you actually noise. can't control it unless you remove yourself out of it, which you can control. Yes, moving yourself out of it because yeah. that's the thing I think um, of the grind, and I'm like. I literally every single day is based off the routine of what each of our family members have on activities, mm. whatever. So it's like, okay, after this recording, I've got to make sure that Izzy has her um, soccer shoes because she's currently wearing cowboy boots and she can't play soccer in cow. And like yeah. all of a sudden, mm. take that thousands of thoughts and notes, mm. and I don't have the capacity to think beyond. Soccer this afternoon. Do you know what mm. I mean? Whereas when you slow it down and simplify it and remove yourself and have some quiet solitude, not that you're having quiet time because you're still so busy, but you still you it affords you the opportunity of of reflection, of reflection mm. and breathing space and recognizing the mm. differences in yeah. your environment. And I think as a mother, anyway, our mental load is already huge, and as a parent, really, like, but you know. Our mental load is huge without all the extracurricular stuff that exists, like the soccer and everything you were just saying. But um, that's already a huge part. So wherever you move, that is always going to be there. Um, but eliminating the other pressure cooker moments yes. it helps you embrace it a bit more and just not get so stressed out. Yeah. So... I feel like the years of stress, <laughs> early days, yeah. I'm now having an opportunity to not have all of that mm. in. But I've kind of had my fair share. So if you evened out the normal part, totally. then we're on the same yep. page. Yeah. <laughs> Fiji or no Fiji. If you think about, you know, we ask all our guests this, so mm. hindsight, mm. you know, in the moments of weighing up bold decisions, have you doubted change? 
the, the like change have, you, have gone to yes, Fiji. Yes, have you thought we since, should never have done this? Um, no, not no. I'm no. loving that the only things coming out of this are just so positive. No, <laughs> no. Like I just think I re- I've but I've always kind of thought like, but, but yeah. But why like, not? Kind of like I don't understand, and 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 that doesn't mean that this is the right thing. But I can't understand why anyone would say no to it if the opportunity was there. Why? What honestly? I, I think and no, unless, why would anyone with valid reasons? Yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm just like as in like you couldn't physically go. But I'm just saying like no, no. embrace change, um, or embrace hit it, things. Hit it head on. Say yes. Like it's so, gonna hit it head on. It's gonna be challenging. Yeah, and just it's just like you you can't forecast it what the challenges or what elements are going to be good and you can't forecast any and I think you've just got to be okay with that and I guess that part of me who enjoys to like live in the moment a bit I'm far more planned than I ever used to be um, like I'm planning Christmas in October remember <laughs> like um, but like yeah I think you um, facing it head on it's all just not yeah, and I also think like I mean, just like I enjoy kind of the hustle a mm. bit as well. Mm. Like I'm just, I was listening to Brene Brown and Oprah. How very me is that? That um um Dr. Brene Brown, who's in the states and stuff, and she was talking about how um people who overly plan. It's like it's definitely a uh, which is me, and that's why I'm identifying with what they're saying. And what you're talking about, um, it comes from a place of like um, anxiety and control and trying to avoid the vulnerabilities that come with, you know, bold decision making because not every decision is going to be the right one. And so you're trying to dodge, mm. dodge the fragility of, you know, making mm. bold decision, decisions. But I think what, you know, talking to you and taking from this um, conversation is the fact that you um, don't, you lose out by trying to dodge the fragility and the ups and the downs of bold decision-making too because you, you, you're you stopping yourself from um, experiencing both sides. Kind of life. But I think um, the other thing is my way or my approach or my style or what I can handle is different to the next person and that's got to be okay. So the fact that you do enjoy planning and, like, you shouldn't, feel so guilty or mm. worry about that that's just who you are and that's like your superpower in that moment like mm. you know uh, that you are like a great planner and you do think about the soccer boots because the cowboy boots because I'm the person that's like shivers you've got your cowboy boots. and that's why Fred's barefoot <laughs> yeah whereas you're like okay so and like so like it's a good thing like it's yes just, we've all, it, yeah I think um Our just traits. Like, identifying what's the hamster wheel of life that yep. you can hop off Yes. And then what's actually an amazing asset to who you are as a person. Yes. And what is your superpowers, which is to be organised and a wonderful mother and, you know, run your household and frigging take on too much. Like, they're actually really good things. Thanks. So, I love you, Tori. Don't go, man. Oh, and I haven't really given you any compliments. Uh, oh, <laughs> I just took that as mine, but it wasn't. Oh, well, <laughs> no, it, it, is, is, it is. It is. It is. It is yours. You're you can super. write me a love note later. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that, um, yeah, I think we can, yeah, we're not all going to approach it in the same way. And the change doesn't need to be an international move to the an island in the middle of the Pacific. Um, <laughs> the change could be just maybe pulling them all out of as many swimming because really they've got a pool and you can just like jump in there and learn on the weekends. You don't need to it's go. It's so and true. Learn the change, stroke at five. Yeah, the change does not like. Have are they to be going to bold. be an Olympic swimmer? That, well, what do we, what's the purpose of all of it? Yes. What's like the I'm point? just wondering. It's all just like I'm like I'm wondering: is anyone going to be a professional athlete? Like, what? Yeah. I. But yes, I hear what you're saying. What's the point of? Maybe they will. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they've got t- Tom's like physical, and you're very, like, you know. So maybe, and like, you know, the girls, you know, yeah. I I I was going to say the. the 
It doesn't have, as you were saying before, it doesn't have to be the bold decision to move to the Pacific Islands. Yeah. But it could be as simple as reviewing the stuff that you are, that's affecting your lifestyle that you don't want to necessarily commit yeah. to or do anymore that might make a difference and free up the headspace to be able to yeah. think more clearly about what you want. I think for us want. it's the difference between doing it and not doing it. At the moment we're not doing it and we're seeing that it's really good for our family right now. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Well, I just hope you enjoy the rest of this incredible sabbatical. Yeah, come over. (laughs) Come over. Come and do a potty over there. Jetstar's doing it, fly your friend for free. Oh, really? To Fiji? Oh, actually, I think it was maybe Canberra. <laughs> oh, oh okay. I'll look into that. I'll look into that. <laughs> that's quite. Anyway, that's quite a distance. Thanks for coming, tours. Thanks, guys. We love spreading it. your wisdom. More yes. day. That's yeah. what they would Excellent. say. To say goodbye. I was about to say bula. No, no, no that's hello. hello. Yamra, iko bula bula vanaka. <laughs> yeah. God, that was Dua, quite amazing. Rua. Thanks, tours. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Not Super Woman. You can find extra resources, links and information on our website, which is notsuper-woman.com. Is that a dash or a hyphen? A dash is a hyphen, Rash. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, and if you're enjoying what we're bringing, you can follow us on our socials and we're across all podcast platforms. So hit subscribe, guys. <laughs>